Hey guys, it's me coming back at you with another podcast episode. Um, I did forget to recline my chair ahead of time, so I'm going to do that real quick. I apologize if you can hear it. <laughs> uh, also, I apologize if you hear me yakking up <laughs> or sniffling or clearing my throat a lot. Um, I'm sick again. Um, wow, who could imagine? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Love it here. Um, I'm sick again. Um, I feel like it's either COVID or just like the air is dry. There's no in between here. <laughs> um, I'm hoping it's just the air being dry because I haven't gotten tested and I've been at work. Um, but we'll just hope for the best. Um, whatever. Besides the point. <laughs> um, today's episode, we are going to talk about sex. Love that. Um, more specifically, my journey of um dating, um, and the difference between being celibate and not being celibate. And I guess we'll dive a little bit more into dating in general, um, because I feel like I have so much more to say now that I've experienced um some more experiences. <laughs> Um, so I guess let's get into it. Um, so first of all, I want to start this off, um, by saying and letting you guys know, um, personally, um, I've been celibate for four months now, I believe since October, um, since Halloween actually. So November, December, January, February. Yeah. Yeah. Four months. Um, it has been very interesting, very, 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 very interesting, um, trying to date while being celibate, um, but we'll get to that. The reasons why I decided to be celibate, um, and I know, like, people, like, think celibacy is only for, like, if you are, like, doing it for religious purposes, Um, but celibacy is just abstaining from having sex for any reason. Um, so, yeah, it's been about four months. I've done it before. The last time I did it, um, I did it for seven months, I believe, and then I felt like shit when I broke it. Um, and then I got into some pretty bad habits. I wasn't doing great mentally. A lot of things kind of went with it. This time... The reason why I'm deciding to be celibate is because I want to be in a relationship. Um, Now, I've talked about previously how being a bigger girl makes it more difficult to date. Um, But I don't know if I touched on the fetishization of bigger women while dating. um, Because that in itself um, has pushed me to want to not have sex, um, like, with people, because it's hard to know if people just think I'm hot or want to be with me, or if, like, I'm, like, some type of weird fantasy for them. Um, it's, like, just such a deeper (laughs) issue. Um, so because of that, like, the fetishization... God, I'm, like, stumbling over my words tonight. 
because of the fetishization of me, I have decided to just stop having sex because I want to put my intentions to trying to be in a serious relationship. And deciding to just have sex with people on the internet, people I just met, whatever the case may be, um, I feel like in being uh, hypersexual is causing a roadblock and getting in the way of me being able to find somebody who wants to be with me for me and not because of some other ulterior motive or reason. So that being said, it's been rough. <laughs> it's been really, really, really rough. Um, the person I was seeing back in October, um, at the time, I was unmedicated and unregulated. And I was, like, super hypersexual because it filled a void um, that, at the moment, felt like it needed to be filled. And so I was dating and having a lot of sex. Um, it's fun. I'm not going to sit here online and say I don't like having sex. I actually, like, really enjoy it. Um, but it's always, like, there's always this, like, feeling afterwards of just, like, shame and, um, like, worthlessness. Because I equate my worth... Um, because of my mental illnesses, I equate my worth to the people in my life and to the external validation that I do or don't receive. And so then I start to equate my worth with um, how much people like me and how much um, like sex I'm having, basically. So it makes it really hard um, internally for me and myself um, because I crave that validation so much that I have to like tell myself that that temporary validation um, for what I believe is going to make me feel better and make me, like, feel like I'm worthy is not worth the um, true goal of mine, which is to be in a serious relationship. The reason why I want to be in a serious relationship is because I've never been in one. And um, a lot of people, like, think that that's crazy. But... I've never been in a serious relationship. I've had situationships. I've had a shit ton of shit situationships. And I've had people just use me, just flat out use me for their benefit. Um, but I've never, like, had somebody, like, be like, I love you or I want to be with you or let's, like, be exclusive. And then it feels like I'm never not good enough. So with this person that I was seeing back in October, the reason why... That was the last time that I had sex um, was because I was seeing him for like about a month or so. And then he let me know that he didn't see us being together long term. And at the time I was like, okay, like that's fine. Like whatever. Like I'll just take what I can get. Kind of was like my attitude. Like I'll just take what I can get. Like let's be friends with benefits. Um, but <laughs> after going through what I went through with my um, attempt and taking a break from dating people in general, as I really, 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 really needed to, um, has given me some clarity on the intentions that I have for dating for 2024. Um, I'm going to be 23 years old. <laughs> it's insane that I've never been in a relationship. Um, now, is that my fault? 
that's debatable. <laughs> that's honestly extremely debatable because part of me is like, oh, like it's not my fault. Like people just don't want to be with me. But also the flip side is like, you have to think like, well, one, why don't people want to be with me? Which is not my fault um, most of the time. So I'm not going to sit here and put blame on me. But also me because when people start to show interest, like true interest, I do kind of run away. Or um, I look, I feel like I look for a reason to not like this person. And that's my flaw. And I will sit here and I will admit that. <laughs> um sometimes I get too clingy, like, it can be literally anything, but what sucks is that I've never had closure from any of my situationships to know, like, what it was that made them feel like they didn't want to be with me, and with this, like, most recent guy that I was seeing in October, um, I still feel like I never really got that, like, he, I guess, is looking for something serious, but I'm like, why don't I check those boxes for you, like, what is it about me? Um, but I'm not going to sit here and beg for closure and sit here and like ask those questions because it doesn't really matter because at the end of the, at the end of the day, like they decided they just didn't want to be with me seriously and that's okay. Like I have to live with that. But at the same time, like that's not the end of the world. And that's something that I'm working on uh, because like I'm in therapy and like my relationships are like a really big, um, part of who I am because I have no security and myself, my relationships um, make or break that security. And a lot of other people are also insecure in themselves. And it, two insecure people do not make a whole secure pe- person or a secure relationship or whatever. It has to be two secure people to make a secure connection. Um, and so it's <laughs> made it really, really, really hard to... Um, date because of all these things that I've mentioned the celibacy the um like maybe I'm the problem um like all of those reasons but then also like the um people's attachment styles and my attachment style (sighs) attachment styles play a huge part in the way people operate in their relationships I have, which I recently discovered, an anxious um, slash preoccupied attachment style. Now, if you don't know what that means, <laughs> it means that basically, in layman's terms, when you were a child, you, for whatever reason, didn't receive um, a secure sense of parenting um, and you probably felt abandoned or neglected or were shown um, that, like, when you're angry, you just don't talk about things or we ignore people when we're angry or whatever. And so it creates an anxious uh, attachment style in you as the child to your uh, like parental figures because you want to fix the situation and you feel like there's something is always wrong. They might always be mad at you. Or like um, you just feel anxious because of the type of parenting that they've shown you. And so it translates into your adult life. Because now as an adult, for example, me. Um, my dad 
had a avoidant attachment style, which I'm sure you guys can like go online and read more about this if you don't already know what I'm talking about. Um, my dad had an avoidant attachment style and it caused me to have an anxious attachment style because now I feel like, oh, like you're upset. You have to be upset at me. Like, what did I do wrong? How can I fix it? Or oh, I don't feel like playing like I don't feel like hanging out with you today. Um, I'm like tired or something. But then like deep down, I'm like, oh, like there must be a, a different reason. Like they must not want to hang out because I did something wrong or like, it feels like you're um, being abandoned, basically. And so it, like, opens your abandonment wound. And you can react in a lot of different ways because everybody's different. How I handle it is um, usually I push the other person away before they can push me away. But they weren't even pushing me away to begin with. So... um. With the dating pool, <laughs> to circle it back, <laughs> with the dating pool um, and the type of people that are in it, excuse me, more specifically men, a lot of them are avoidant. <laughs> a lot of men are avoidant and they don't talk about their feelings and that's like, like, not a concept like known to them and so that like triggers my anxious attachment and so now like it's a whole cycle of like them pushing away and then I'm pushing them away and they're like it's just ends up bad and I don't get closure and whatever um so with like going to therapy and being on medication and, like, learning all these things about myself. I'm trying to, like, basically rewire my brain um, to try and, like, form secure attachments in my relationships. And because I'm trying to set myself up for success and date intentionally, oh, my God, intentionally, I apologize, my nose is very stuffy right now. And if you can't hear my voice is going... <laughs> Um, so by setting myself up for success and setting my, uh, dating goals to be dating intentionally, um, while being celibate, I'm hoping that this is a recipe for success and that I can find somebody that wants to date me seriously. Now... <laughs> Now, now, now. The reason that this is a whole topic of conversation is because whew, I have been getting the craziest reactions and actions towards me being celibate. Um, when I first told like my coworker, um, my male coworker that I was pretty close with before, but we're not for a different reason, um. He was like, good luck trying to get a boyfriend if you're not giving it up. And I feel like that's a huge um, agreed upon thought when it comes to me dating while celibate and being celibate while trying to date in general um, as a woman. 
as a man, it's like, it's whatever, because they're paying for the dates and um, deciding, like, what happens and what doesn't, and if they want to be with somebody seriously, because they make the, 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 they call the shots in, in whatever situation, but as a woman, it's, like, expected of me to have sex with the people that I'm going on dates with, and that's, like, not okay, (laughs) not okay at all, um, I recently, like, a couple weekends ago, actually had a fucking crazy experience, um, that I really wish didn't happen, but everything happens for a reason, um, basically, me and this guy were texting for, like, a couple weeks, and then he decided to plan something for us, where I was gonna go up to his, like, place after I got off work on Saturday, and then I would stay the night, and then the next day we'd go to breakfast and go to this Museum of Illusions in Denver, which I've never been to. It sounded like a cool date idea. Over text, everything was great. Uh, we had good conversation, good banter, good flow, whatever. We get there, dinner was fine, he paid for it. We get back to his place, we um, continue to have conversation, it was really good. And then uh, he goes to initiate, like, sex, and I had to remind him that I'm celibate. And he was, like, basically acted like he didn't know. And he was, like, oh, no, you didn't tell me that. And I was, like, interesting, because I fucking tell everybody that fucking has ears. Um, and he, I told him why. And he was, like, oh, well, like, I like that. And I was, like, oh, thank you. So we can do this and we can do this, but we can't do this. And I was, like, very, I feel, like, very, like, candid um, but he then decided to, and I apologize if this is TMI, he then decided to, um, like, jack off and, like, come on me. And I felt so degraded. I felt so disrespected. And I just felt fucking icky because of it. Um, like, the feeling of having that happen... Um, when it, like, wasn't something that he asked, like, is that okay if I do that? Like, he just did it. Um, and, like, of course, like, I'm not gonna say anything because, like, I'm in his, I'm in his house and, like, I didn't want to have to drive all the way back home at two o'clock in the morning. Um, and also, like, what if he got aggressive? Like, I just don't know, like, I don't know this man. So I kind of, like, just, like, went along with it. And I just felt fucking disgusting after. (laughs) I just felt really fucking gross. And, um, the next morning he's like, oh, I hope I didn't cross any boundaries. And like, first of all, yeah, you did. And second of all, if, even if you didn't, like, even if I was okay with that, it's too late. Like the damage is done already. Oh, I hope I didn't cross any boundaries. How about you ask if you're crossing a boundary before you fucking do something? Like, that's like how it, that's how it is. Like, that's how it should be. So I just felt like super like disgusted with him and like icky with him. Um, I, like, didn't want to be there anymore. And that was the first, like, date while being celibate. Um, and it's opened my eyes (laughs) a lot. And after that, um, like, on dating apps and stuff like that, I'm matching with guys, but they just, like, cannot understand the fact that I'm celibate or they don't care or they don't see it on my profile or, like, whatever. Um... I feel like they are just dating for their benefit and their gain. 
And it's just insane to me because, like, for me personally, like, if you treat me like a human, I mean, you treat me like I'm a person and that you care about me and that, like, my feelings matter, I'll be the biggest fucking slut you'll, like, you've ever known. Like, I'll give you everything and anything you ever fucking wanted from a woman. Like, I'll be whatever that is for you. If you just treat me with human decency and respect. And I just don't understand why that is such a hard concept for guys to understand. Don't objectify me. Don't make a comment on my tits. Don't make a comment on my fucking ass. Like, just don't do it. Tell me I'm pretty. Like, tell me, like, oh, you're so smart. Like, be into the things that I'm into. Like, listen to me. And I'll fucking give it up. No problem. I'll break my my celibacy anytime for you. I just, like, really, 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 really wish that was a concept that was understood. Because now I I just feel so achy dating. And it's turning me off from wanting to do it with men specifically. (laughs) Because they just fucking think with their dick. I like that's it. You guys just fucking think with your fucking dick. Think with your brain. Think with your heart. If you even fucking have one. (laughs) I'm such a bitch. I just don't get why they have such a hard time understanding that if you treat me like a fucking person, I will literally give you whatever you want and whatever you ask of me. I will be the most fucking obedient bitch you've ever met. Like, I'm trying to be in my soft girl era, my feminine era, but I can't. I gotta be in my dark fucking, what's it called? My dark fucking feminine era. I don't fucking know. Like, man eater type shit. The fuck? (laughs) I just want to be loved. That's it. And I just feel like... (sighs) There's a lot of things. um, And I guess general that everybody could work better on. Um, But like, it'd be cool if people did it like... Sooner rather than later, or else I'm gonna fucking be by myself forever. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, that's about it for me. This is a shorter one. I could go on and on and on, but it's literally the same points, and I just don't want to beat a dead horse. So that concludes what I have to say about this for now. And if there's more, you know, you'll get another episode. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, I, of course, don't know when I'll post next, but make sure to keep an eye out for when I do. Um, and if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, too bad, because that's not what this is. (laughs) Um, I wish everyone the best of luck. Um, I hope everyone has a wonderful Valentine's, because today is the 8th, February 8th that I'm making this, and so Valentine's Day is soon, so I hope everybody has a fucking wonderful Valentine's Day, um, and I love you all, my beautiful supporters and those who listen, kisses, and I will see you guys in the next one, bye!